0: Hello, welcome everyone Chris Evans' podcast. By the way, first podcast ever. I call my good buddy. I love it. Seth Robbins. I'm guest number one. Guest number one. I love it. Ta- I love it. Tara Insure Group. Uh, are you ready for the cold?
1: I personally am ready for the cold. I hope uh, our community and um, obviously you referenced Tara Insure Group. I hope my clients and their, their tenants and everybody else is prepared. Um, uh, looks like it's going to be quite a doozy. I was just listening to old OKC weatherman Aaron Tuttle. Mm -hmm. He did a little midday update, and uh, he said that um, we would definitely see some uh, zero uh, to to negative in some parts of the state, but that it was moving fast and furious, and that he felt like the computer models weren't uh, accurately predicting the severity of how cold it will be. Okay. So yeah, it's coming and nothing we can do about it. Uh, should be sometime between one AM and four AM it hits. So do you have you always liked the cold? Uh, I can't stand the cold. Okay, well you came off like yeah, I'm ready no, for it. No, no, I'm re- I'm ready, I'm prepared. Prepared. I'm prepared. I, I in, if there's not snow behind it, I'm not interested.
0: So you rather so you're the guy that's hundred and one degrees, we'll take that over always, eleven degrees? Always. Always take the heat over the cold. Every day. It's always, I'm always seasonal. I'm like, man, I can't wait till it gets cold. And then I'm tired of this because at least you can go outside and enjoy true, it. True, true.
1: But this, this, uh, I don't mind. Once it gets b- beneath about
0: 40, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Totally the same way. So they called it Siberian Front, Siberian Front, wind chill warning. I saw the minimums like maybe negative 14. I guess the – not only cold temperatures, but the wind.
1: Yeah. So the last time we were under this, um, I don't know if you'd call it severe or... Um, chill warning? Yes, yeah, serious wind chill warning. They said was 2011. And if you remember there, um, right after the first of the year in 2011, we, we broke all kinds of records. It got like negative 23 up by like Nawada, Bartlesville Way. Mm-hmm. But that was the last time we had this kind of um, National Weather Service windchill warning. And um, that that's going to be the, what's going to pack the punch. I guess they're saying like, you know, 40, 45 mile an hour winds and everything else. And so... You know, the, the big thing is for me, as I get older, um, I worry about – I worry more. I've always worried about it, but I keenly feel it more and makes it makes it hard to sleep at night during times like this. Is you think about animals that are outside mm-hmm. that can't be brought in or won't be brought in. You think about those who are less fortunate that might not have heat. God forbid they may be homeless. Um and just the danger of it, and it's very, it's, 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 to me, it's one of the more scarier weather phenomenons.
0: Yeah, so I guess, I I took some notes down, 6 a.m. around 13 degrees, that doesn't count the wind chill, and that's when the winds, but I think, I saw the lowest like around 3 degrees, around noon or so on Thursday. Yeah, I think that's
1: the case, and then I think it kind of gradually starts to dig its way out, you know, high teens on Friday, maybe some 20s on Saturday, Um, but in terms of, for us in the insurance business, this is probably the hardest – it's the hardest weather uh, category. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, um, you know, it all depends on what type of policy you have. And so it if, – if they say – if they get on TV and they say tornado, I, I'm worried, I'm upset, you know, it's stressful. But if you have an insurance policy on a piece of property – in Oklahoma, you're going to have wind coverage. Yeah. If they say baseball-sized hail, if you have a, a policy on a structure in Oklahoma, you're going to be covered for that. Water damage ensuing from either frozen pipes or a failed appliance, that's more of a moving target, and um, sometimes it doesn't show up for long periods, and so for us in the insurance business, it's a pretty scary phenomenon because you um, especially if, you know, people are gone on vacation, nobody's watching their house, you know, your house can fill up with water, and, you know, a small water leak can just do devastating amounts especially of Especially up in the roof. Especially up in the or roof. ceiling, I should say. Yeah, anytime there's overhead plumbing and things like that. And so in our business, that's a, it's scary because not everybody has that type of coverage. Uh-huh. And that can be for various reasons. It may be a financial decision to have lower premium it may be because the property is vacant. It may be because the property is um, not in such great condition. And so the type of policy that was purchased um, might not have that coverage. And, um, and so for us in, in, in our industry, uh, the freezing temps are a little – I would say, at least for me, it's a little bit more stressful than your run-of-the-mill Oklahoma wind and hail and, or, or a fire, you know. Um, so it, it behooves everybody to, to take precautions – to protect their property so
0: most of the storms like this that we're going to have the most people is it broken water pipes is the number one yeah
1: thing? Um, you know broken water pipes um, you know and a, a, a water hose is not un, not been unhooked yeah. and so that copper that runs through the brick or through the siding that first five or six inches freezes splits and then you've got this seep and this spray in the wall and it's not It's not readily evident, and then it just becomes a big issue, and then you're dealing with tear-out, you're dealing with wet carpet, and then eventually mold and things like that. So um, obviously if your house burns down or gets blown away by a tornado, that's much more severe. But this is just – it's definitely a moving target in the insurance world, water damage and water claims and things like that. So, you know, just the -the run-of-the-mill type common sense things, the number one thing you can do is open the doors beneath your plumbing you know, beneath a sink, especially if that plumbing is on an exterior wall, and even so much the more if it's on a north-facing wall. So getting, getting those doors open so the heat can circulate in. Um, you know, the old adage used to be drip your, pot, drip your faucets. Yeah, yeah. Really anymore, the recommendation is, is a small stream, uh, a mixture of both hot and cold, um, that typically does the trick because it keeps that water moving, and moving water has a much harder time of freezing. I know at my house, we live in a 1950s house over by Guthrie Junior High, and if we ever do freeze up, it's on the north side of the house and it's always the hot lines. I, you know, the exterior was, walls. Yeah, and I wasn't, uh, you know, an A student in physical science or whatever category of science that would be, but for some reason, it's always the hot side that always freezes. So keeping those faucets moving, keeping that water moving through your faucet, opening those cabinet doors. Um, and, then, and then obviously um, I actually uh, – my nephew um, is a first responder here in Guthrie. Uh, just went to work for Eric and the guys down here at GFD. And he was allowing to me that when we have storms like this, uh, I think there's a 65% uptick in their calls – and a lot of that is space heater safety. Yep. And again, common sense. Um, my favorite kind of space heater for situations like this are those ones that look like an old radiator. I have one. Yeah. Yep. I have three of those at my house. Yep. I put one in the basement and one in both one on both ends of our house. Yep. They're 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 fairly safe. You know, if they fall over, they have a kill switch, but they never get so hot. They don't have any exposed elements to ignite, you know. Towels or newspapers or things like that. Yep. So it, it just behooves everybody to be very careful. If you, I understand having to use a space heater. I have to use a space yeah. heater. Yeah. But it behooves you to be very careful with them, and you know, make sure you're not overloading your sockets because they pull a lot of juice. And, you know, it. Luckily for us, thank God, this seems to be a quick moving thing. Yes. And so by the weekend, you know, we're going to be out of the woods. It's when you get a weather system like this that roots in for 7 to 10 days, where, I mean, we saw last year, year. we even have mains in the ground freezing and breaking. So thankfully this is in and out within 48 hours, and then I see by this time next week we're back up in the 60s. Yeah.
0: And I got some things to add to, to your list as well, uh, real quickly on the water lines. I guess coal doesn't discriminate against old houses, new houses. Do you see more of the older homes? Obviously, the more modern homes with the more modern plumbing, they seem to do. Um,
1: they seem to perform a little better. Yeah. But any time you've got plumbing on an outside wall or that runs in your attic, I don't care if your house was built last year or a hundred years from now, it's going to be really hard to keep those frozen. The only reason that a newer home or a recently renovated home would have a little better chance. Is the construction now with the, with the different types of um, plastic compounds that the pipes are made out of? They allow, I think I talked to one of my plumber clients not too long ago, and he said that modern PECs will swell to four times its original size without splitting. Where if you've got copper, copper is pretty much the worst yeah. in terms of yeah. popping open and causing seeps and sprays. But obviously, the older homes where insulation was less uh, efficient, or has possibly deteriorated over the years, and that's the problem in my house. You know, it's built in nineteen fifty six. Um, a lot of the insulation is just old, yeah. and it's not as effective anymore. And so, you know, you just have to pay attention to it. And it, it's you know, we've we've you hear it. It's a bumper sticker saying, but you know, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Yeah. So. That's that's the thing. Everybody just needs to take it serious and, and watch watch out.
0: And yeah, I think last year's storm helped a lot of people prepare for this, this storm. I know the grocery stores are full. And you, and the last storm that I had, I remember I was, my house was without power for like 12 days. And so uh, one of the things that we're doing, um, I didn't put it on my list, but uh, we're bringing firewood up to the house and using the, 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 the extra heat to right. help with the energy, yes. not, only, it, not only for our, our bills, our money, but statewide, we ran into some issues. Texas really ran into it with some Yeah, road.
1: so on that subject, a um, couple of good tips from my side of the table, from the insurance industry, if you were to, with these heavy winds coming, if we were to lose power, today, know where your water meter is and get yourself out a Crescent Ranch or a, a pair of ice grips um, we got the fancy. I do too. Yeah. I, I have one of those too in the corner of my garage. Leave it to the insurance guy <laughs> yeah. to have that, but leave it to the lazy guy. Right. <laughs> know where your your cutoff is, or know where your water meter is, because if you do lose power, um, no amount of running your water is going to help in this kind of weather. So my suggestion would be, if you did lose power, you know, fill up a couple of five gallon buckets, fill up a couple of milk jugs, and then go cut it off. Yeah. I was talking to a client on my way here. And he has a, a piece of property up in Perry that he's uh, he's working on to renovate. And he just went up there and preemptively turned it off mm. and opened the the faucets to drain the system out. And if you have a vacant piece of property or a RV or something like that, obviously that's your best bet is just to drain the lines completely. I
0: learned my hot water tank has a main watered thing off. It shuts the water off everywhere, obviously. Okay, so you'd have the water
1: to the hot water tank, but then everywhere yeah, else you've Yeah, got that's yeah. the
0: quick fix. Yeah. So you can get bundled up, go outside. Right. I just learned out after the uh, hot water tank,
1: it's sprung a leak. It's nice to know where your cutoffs are. Yeah. Um, and in more modern houses, they may have a, a cutoff where the service comes into the house. But at my house, when we've had leaks before, I just have to go out on the Cleveland side of my house, pop the lid off, yep. pair of ice grips, boom, turn my water off. And you know, you can really save yourself a lot of problems. And many times, you know, when these things happen, the first assumption is, "as well, it's okay, I have insurance, it's going to be fine. Again, don't rely on that yeah. because it, you just never know how those things are going to shake out.
0: And, and so, it, it takes a while to, for that process to work out. Meanwhile, you have to get that fixed. You just can't let it sit and sit as the paperwork right. and all that stuff goes through. It's,
1: it's a way bigger inconvenience yeah. than it's worth. To possibly you know receive a claim check, and then not not to mention um, not having water, <laughs> not not to mention not having water, and then another thing too, uh, kind of a uh, uh, a side note on that is if you do have a very you know if you do have a a standard special form homeowners policy that does have coverage for bulging or broken pipes, uh, accidental release of water, I guess is what some people call it. Yes, what that water does once it intrudes into your house, you would have coverage for, but they don't pay to fix your pipe. Right. So it's not, it's just it's it's a way bigger hassle. It is. You know, and it may be a. I think the average um, burst pipe claim in the United States. I looked the other day, and it's like six thousand dollars, right, in damage. But I promise you, it's going to take a lot of money to fix that plumbing. It's going to be a big pain in the tail, drying out your stuff, and then you have future potential mold issues. It's just this is the Ugh, worst. I've yeah, said it once yeah. in this podcast, said it several times. This is the worst peril in my 15 years of experience. It's the worst peril to have happened to you is a water leak because it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going, and it's a huge hassle. And you know, it,
0: your your house is all messed up. The drywall's cut out, all the lines. And it's ne- and it just, seem- just never seems
1: like it's ever as nice as it was before. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but not to harp too much on the insurance side and and, and the prevention side. I, I, you know, you you and I are very much closet dog lovers. Right. You know, you, know right. You, you and I growing up probably would have been the last two people I ever would have thought would, you know, be so head over heels for <laughs> animals. But if you do have an outside dog, and I understand every dog can't come in your house, but gosh. Back porch? Back porch. Get a little igloo you know, bring it in the garage, lock it in the laundry room, roll up some towels. I I hate to even admit to this, but I've got one of those sheds outside of my house that's up on skids. Uh And as evidenced by all the social media crosstalk, we have a pretty bad stray problem in Guthrie, right? And there's a pretty wild little cat colony that lives over by the junior high. And they're always under my shed and... We have a hate-hate relationship. I hate them, and they hate me. Right, but even, we don't get along either. Even me, with my Grinch heart, where cats are <laughs> concerned, I put a sleeping bag under my shed. Look at you, because I can't stand the thought of those cats out there yeah. tonight. Even though I'm gonna call them the truce for one night, two nights at max, and then I'm gonna be back to trapping them and getting rid of them. But <laughs> but I can't stand the thought of them being cold. And then other other segment of our population that I feel for is our our farmers and ranchers. Yeah, right. I don't know when calving season is and when it's not, but I do know that it seems like talking to some of my farm clients that when these big cold fronts hit like this, if a mama cow is close to delivering, it's almost a guarantee she's going to to drop that calf. And um, back in 2011 and some of the big snaps we've had, I've heard of the calves like losing an ear to frostbite because they come out wet and then they immediately flash freeze. And those folks, those farmers and ranchers that, that we depend on for our meals, they don't get to stay in tonight and tomorrow night and the next
0: night. The odds of us seeing a tinny maker or Mike Nevins having a cow being birth is uh, pretty high. To see it on Facebook is highly, highly pretty high, high in the couple of days.
1: And so the, the I, I worry about the animals. And, you know, I know that they're tough and they're designed to be out in it. But it's, it, if it's it, if you do have domestic pets, do everything you can. And then- you know, you, you know, in your neighborhood, you know, the people who, who may not have a very efficient home or may not be able to run their heat, you know, check on your neighbors, uh, especially the elderly, make sure they've got plenty of blankets, things like that. It, you know, we're, we're kind of, I don't want to get too dramatic about this,
0: but we're all in it together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember, uh, now it's, Way too cold to do this, but uh, putting hay in the dog houses. I yeah. remember doing that back in the day as a kid. Anything you can do to keep yeah.
1: those animals
0: from being on the virgin ground. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: I learned that from Bear Grylls' survival show. You know, yeah. you, oh, you, yeah. you got to have something between you and the dirt, uh, something about the convection or yeah. conduction. Again, not a scientist. Right, right. But, but you got to have something between
0: them and the earth. So Absolutely. I wrote a few things down. If you go out, dress for, dress for the weather, two or three layers. We talked about pets. Follow instructions on heating sources, and we always talk, talk about getting too close to to stuff that can catch fire, but also the carbon monoxide yes. is a big deal. Yeah,
1: you know there are if you're if you end up running a generator, make sure that it's properly ventilated or, or away from your home where it's not. Even, even sometimes putting it on a covered back porch can be dangerous. You know that those fumes can collect. Um, if you do end up with a frozen pipe. I've had clients before burn their entire house down thawing out a pipe. Yeah. Right? Don't use a torch directly on a frozen spot. Um, I sent a text out. I have four children, you know, two, two in laws and grandkids, and I sent a group text out to our family reminding all of my kids to go fill their cars up with gas. Yep. Because for the next couple days, you're not going to want to get out of your car and fill it up with gas. Fill your car up with gas. Um,
0: I put a, a little winter kit in there. Yeah, yeah a blanket. Put, put a
1: little winter kit, a blanket, charge your cell phones. Um, you know, again, it's going to be in and out quick, but um, it can get real crazy really quick. And with the winds coming in like they're wanting to come in, we could have power outages, and that would be catastrophic
0: Yeah, wind, these kind of temps. Yeah, wind gusts 40, 55 miles an hour is what I saw with the National Weather Service. I guess one last thing to kind of put a bow on this one is to insulate those water lines. Is the good old rag washcloth and with the cover on it? Yeah. From the, a dollar cover and yeah,
1: those Yeah, those little styrofoam caps yeah. that you can put on your outside faucets. Um, uh, and if you don't have those, you know, you can wrap them with a towel and put some tape around yeah. them. Any... You know where the gaping holes are in your house. Again, I, like I said before, I live in an old house. I don't know how our house has been configured through the years. What was the front door? What was the back door? But somehow or another, in my bedroom, in this old house, there's a mail slot. And this mail slot is basically right behind my bald head when I sleep. <laughs> and so one of the things I did this weekend is I got a hand, couple of tea towels and wrapped them up and shoved them in that yeah. in that mail slot just to kind of cut down on the uh, – on the amount of draft that comes in there. But, you know, luckily this afternoon, the sun peaked out for a little bit and we got above 40. And, um, if this was going to be a seven to 10 day event, I would really be buckling up for some big time problems, but hopefully it comes and it goes. And, um, you know, I don't know, we don't have any open shelters here no, uh, in, in Guthrie, but I'm assuming that if we did have widespread power outages, some of the churches and, uh, community facilities might open up. I know I did see that um, Hope House was opening up for just walk-ins. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know their normal intake process, but I did see something on Facebook. If you are housing insecure, so to speak, all the way up to homeless, you know, I think they would they would take probably just about anybody to save life and limb right yeah. now. And um, you know, don't be afraid to to ask
0: your neighbors for help. Absolutely. yeah the record low for like coming this coming Friday on that day is negative eight and we're looking around three of course that's got the wind chill. so it's been colder. it's, it's been, been it's
1: definitely been colder. It, it's definitely been colder, but it the combination of the wind coming in, um, thank God we're out of school. Yeah you know Dr. Yep. Simpson's not having to you know make fifty percent of the people happy and fifty percent of the people mad by canceling or not canceling school um, you know and then by Sunday church. Which being Christmas Sunday, everybody go to your house yep. of worship. Yep. Um, by Sunday, it, we should Could be fine go? to move around again. And I'm just really crossing my fingers for my sake, my grandgirl's sake, that maybe we'll get a few snowflakes with it. Yeah, yeah,
0: that would be a something little about bonus.
1: something about the present of snow makes it feel less cold.
0: Your your your, uh, your go-to guys, Aaron Tuttle. What is he saying? Snow?
1: He said that 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 he he is his last.
0: I'm mean, at Woodward and Gage and they'll, yeah, they'll Buffalo. Have, Buffalo. Yeah, they'll have, snow. they'll have
1: snow. But he said that there's a good chance, he said something about the jet stream being right overhead, that if the, right, science. the right little piece of energy pops up, we could see some snow flurries on Christmas. I'd take anything. At yeah, this absolutely. Point. I appreciate you stopping yes, by. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. And, man, I love your studio yeah, and all you've yeah. got going here with Second Banana and, it's, it's and GNP. And yeah. um, we're always, we've been really blessed as an agency to to get to be a part of the, the football broadcasts all these yeah. years. And I, you know, I know I'm, I'm not just plugging for you because, you know, we, we, we go to church together. We graduated together. You're a client, but we're, our community is very lucky to have you. And as this community grows, having a, uh, on basically an on demand 24, seven source of news yeah. is, is, is sure a blessing and sure of comfort. And we appreciate what you do.
0: I appreciate that. And everyone stay inside. So I don't have to get out and do anything coverage wise, but, uh, Terrence, your group, T-I-G-O-K.com, 622 South Division. How's the new office? Uh, we just the Christmas self- lights look great. Though,
1: thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Cade Whitfield, uh, okay. Frontline Services is who did okay. that for me. And um, great kid. Uh, fireman, too, by the way. Yes. Um, we've been there about 14 months and absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. it. It's funny how moving one mile back towards the core, it's so much of a hustle and bustle than we had out by the drive-in. And um, uh, one thing that I've learned that I didn't understand about Guthrie, because we have the big, nice new sidewalks, yes. Guthrie is a huge walking community. Mm-hmm. And so for those folks who do use Division as that thoroughfare uh, over the next couple of days, bundle
0: up and cover that skin. Yep, two to three layers. Okay, I know 622 South Division. I know com. I can never remember the phone number. It's okay, 405-293-4880. I don't know if I can remember. I got everything right. else down, but that one's right. the hard one. So. Forty-eight
1: eighty, and um, you know, um, we uh, have we're we just started our fourteenth year, and uh, love serving this community. I'm excited to be in the insurance industry in a community like this. That, at least from this local boy's eyes, I think the next ten to fifteen years is just going to explode with growth, yeah. Yeah. and it's exciting to be in the insurance
0: business in Guthrie. Very cool. Appreciate you stopping by. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to the Chris Evans podcast, a part of the second banana media. Be sure to subscribe and follow on all your favorite social media and podcast.